0: Hello Thomas Esley and welcome to a special edition of our Cree podcast. So today is the 8th of March and this is a special day for two reasons. One of them is it is the legend that is Miss Garrity's birthday. Hello Miss Garrity. Hello 21 again. Happy birthday. And the other reason that it is special is because it is International Women's Day. So, Miss Geraghty, could you tell us a little bit about International Women's Day?
1: So, some of you might be thinking, oh, I might have heard a little bit about this before, but not really knowing what it is. Well, actually, it goes back a long, long way, much you know, further than I think even me and Mrs Johnson thought. Um, so, actually, the first kind of day of Women's Day was observed in 1909, and that was observed oh, wow. in uh, the United States, which obviously, you know, at that point, we didn't have a great track record uh, for treating people equally uh, with the segregation that they held. Uh, But it wasn't actually until 1975 that it was recognized as an international day by the United Nations. Um, And each year there is a different theme uh, that kind of runs uh, on the day. And this year it's kind of trying to break down that gender bias. So kind of like assuming that because you're a woman, you're going to perhaps have a family and stay at home and, and want to do those stereotypical traditional roles.
0: Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Gender say some of our gender bias, um, we are unconsciously aware of, aren't we? And I think um and I've had this conversation with classes before when I've said about other things, and I've said to them, Sometimes you can't help what you think. Yeah. But what you can help is the way that you respond to that and you challenge your own thoughts. And I think I definitely am guilty of that. So when I was a kid, um there's the Typical example that you might have seen on things where they'll say, "Oh, think of a fireman or think of a soldier, and I think of a man. And a big part of that is because that was the TV that I've seen at the time. When I was a kid, especially, you didn't see pictures of women soldiers because women weren't allowed on the front line. No,
1: I mean, it was Fireman
0: Sam, not Fireman Alice. Yep, and you just wouldn't see any of these the the toys were very separate, um and you kind of to an element you can't help
1: it because you have not been... even P E. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like we never played football um at school. It was no, always boys hockey that, and yeah. badminton and things like that. We and of course it was you know, I understand the, the difference for uh or well, the need, sorry, for the different sexes doing P E. But you know, we weren't we didn't do rugby, we didn't no, do No, nothing football. was tr- it was just no. that they
0: were the things that boys did and girls that isn't what And, you know, thinking
1: about, like, non-school uniform days now, like, everybody's in trackies. Whereas if you wore trackies at my school, you were seen as, like, a real tomboy. Yeah. And, you, know, you, you weren't seen as a proper girl.
0: So I think we... So I think... Um, I know that I definitely... My brain sometimes automatically makes connections that I wouldn't say are... um are the right connections in terms of gender bias. Um, But I try and make a a conscious effort to challenge those within myself. And I think to myself, right, okay, is this because this is what the media or life has made me think? Um, And I think a lot of the time it is. It isn't actually what is true, is it? It is just what... um...
1: I think uh, as you get older as well, I think obviously all those societies change massively. I don't know about you, Mr Johnson, but certainly I don't tend to notice things anymore you know if, if a um it, if a man isn't doing a, a particular job so for example one of my best friend's uh, boyfriend is a nurse i i don't think oh why is he a nurse he shouldn't be a nurse that's i think it still happens though i think
0: it does still i think i try and make myself not think about it but i think it does because mm. it's like people if if we're in a class and we were asking students what they wanted to do and one of our girls said she wanted to um, be a makeup artist and another girl said she wanted to be a soldier we would be like good on them and the the girl that said she wanted to be a soldier would be thinking yeah you don't need to be a man to be able to do that and we would big them up and then if we had two boys that we said that said one of them wanted to be a makeup artist and one of them wanted to be a soldier. We wouldn't be at all surprised at the soldier, but the makeup artist, I think a lot of people would still go, oh, okay, and that's ridiculous because you don't do makeup artistry with your body, do you? So there's no reason why it should have that opinion. So it's, I definitely think gender bias still exists and I think um, it's just about making sure that we challenge it.
1: Yeah, and I think there are lots of adverts on at the moment that are trying to challenge it, and I think they are trying to make it perhaps a bit of a thing about trying to challenge it. Um, But I know, you know, thinking about things myself, you know... When I've said to people I'm not sure about whether or not I want children, oh well, you know, yeah, no, you will. Your maternal instinct yeah. will kick in, and if a well, bloke said that though, people yeah, oh, that, it, yeah, but be. that's it because of the man and wants the career. I, even thinking about you know maternity leave, thinking about bias the other way, maternity leave is still very biased towards the woman as opposed to the man. Even though obviously I know that they can adopt the leave and things yeah, like but that.
0: It's, yeah, and people would... If, if a man said, oh, I'm going to cut my hours down to be at home and look after my children, people would be like, oh, well, are they? Yeah, stay oh, at okay. home, dads, Yeah, Stay at home, oh, really? You know. And that shouldn't be the case no. at all. I hate for our students that by the time they're thinking about these things, then life maybe has changed a little bit because even in the last 10 years things have started to be challenged more haven't they in terms of gender so hopefully that'll be the case and the plan is that today I'm going to try and speak to some other members of staff around school um, and they're going to also join in and have a little chat about what some inspirational women that they know and why it's important that we have International Women's Day.
1: But just before we go on that note some students in our history might have said why is there a woman's day but there isn't a man's day? So, as women, w- people are still not treated equally as men. That, that can be proven yep. in many different ways. Gender pay gap, like you say, the way that you know, genders are seen, that this it's traditional role of women should be at home and be the maternal and the man is the, the strong kind of hunter-gatherer type thing. That's not saying men are not important. We are not, that's not why these days exist that's not why you know pride happens for example but it is recognizing that that particular group is not seen or treated as the same as another group yeah basically that's what it is
0: okay so um keep listening and you will hear some other members of staff around school joining with us today I have crossed the way and I am in the other mobile with the legend that is Mr. Hancock hello hello You're
2: all right,
0: all right Mr. Hancock um, so today is International Woman's Day which I know is something that you think is really important and yep. um, could you tell me a bit about a woman that you think is inspirational from history
2: um, I remember reading a book a, a while ago about a, a bit of an unknown subject from World War two which was the female pilots of the ATS who used to deliver all the different aeroplanes to the airfield so that we could actually fight things like the Battle of Britain and, and carry on fighting with aircraft through the war. Um, I read a book, and in particular, one of the women who stood out was a woman called Maureen Dunlop. Um, she was born in Argentina and actually volunteered to fly aircraft in World War Two. And uh, these women ferried the planes about everywhere. Um, bearing in mind we were at war, there was no armaments. They hadn't already got the machine guns on them or wow. anything like That's that. Really so really
0: vulnerable. Yeah. yeah,
2: if they were caught in mid-air uh, by a German fighter or something, they just had to try and evade them, try and get away. Uh, but they would fly everything, every type of aircraft you can think, the Maureen Dunlop. She could fly 38 different types of aeroplane, wow. from the smallest one-seat flighter up to massive bombers like the Wellingtons, stuff like that. Um, and I think it's a story of uh, Maureen Dunlop was where she landed once at an airfield, and the pilots gathered round, she landed this huge bomber, and the pilots gathered round, and uh, she got out, and then they all stood there going, where's the pilot? <laughs> and she was the pilot. She. You know, she was the person who could fly this huge machine, and um, it was just she was just one of many ATS pilots um, who were just absolutely incredible what they did during the war and the way they did it and the risks they took. I think there was about fifteen or sixteen out of them who were actually killed as part of their duties. But this idea of in in an age where women couldn't fly in. The RAF. women
0: couldn't do very much at no, all, No, they, they, they? but, yeah,
2: but they, they relied on them to deliver the aircraft and they just delivered everything, all sorts of weather, um, you know, like I say, from, from the factories to the airfields. And if it hadn't been for these women, you wouldn't have been able to carry on, actually. The fighting with the pilots and stuff like so, that.
0: as as pilots anyway, even if they were yeah. ma- male pilots, to do what they did was was amazing and was really important. A- absolutely, and then no, let alone to prove that their worth. Yeah. I think the, definitely um, the war really made people think about their attitudes towards women, didn't it? And women starting to prove their worth yeah. and they're more than just baby makers and homemakers that they were seen as.
2: But is it? it, it it's amazing though that. You get two of those two world wars in the 20th century and in a way how much things went back to how they'd originally okay. been beforehand and it's only now in retrospect that we're actually looking and we're learning the names of people like uh, Maureen Dunlop who, who are actually you know, recognised for what they did. It was almost like during the war yes we'll, we'll do these things that are very different for our society. But it was amazing how quickly things sort of yeah. went back. I mean, many of these women did try to continue flying in the commercial sector after the war. Some of them were able to; some of them weren't. And, and it was just seen as necessity, saying, "Yeah, they've got to be. Uh, you know, we need women to fly these planes." But like I say, just to me, the, the sheer range of aircraft she was—people right. like Maureen Dunlop and others—were flying was just absolutely incredible. What what they were doing, it's. Uh, you know when you go to the air museums and you see the size of some of these aircraft and you just it's you, just the mind boggles and they never knew what they were going to be delivering each day no. they would turn up and get told it's a fighter it's that one over there or it's a bomber it's that one over there and they'd have to adapt yeah. as quickly as possible and I just think it's unsung part of World War two that ought to be thought about especially on a day like this
0: brilliant thank you so much for telling me about that that's so interesting thank you Hello everybody, so I've come to see Miss Fisher and um, we've just been having a bit of a chat about some inspirational female artists for International Women's Day Um, and I think Miss Fisher has one that she thinks is
3: important to share with you. Hi everyone, hope you're all okay. Um, So an artist that I follow is a lady called Danica Gim and um, she creates artwork based on sort of female empowerment which she combines with sort of little poems. Um, They're quite nice little illustrations often using kind of watercolours and prints that she puts over the top and she just paints women in different scenarios encouraging women to really celebrate themselves and um, just be inspired and be amazing because you're a woman
0: yeah I think that's really important I think it's when we look back at art through history as well there's definitely celebration of female form isn't it and
3: yeah 100% looking it back
0: at I know when you go to art galleries and you see like the renaissance pictures and
3: yeah definitely and just encouraging people to be proud of themselves proud of their body um, proud of what it means to be a female I think is is kind of what this artist in particular tries to do within her work too
0: oh great so what was that name again um it's Danica Gim Danica Gim yeah. so I think you can find on Instagram some yeah. of the pictures if yeah. you wanted to have a look yeah of course. um all right Hopefully that has given you artists something to think about. So I'm down here in food um, with Miss Keat and Miss Pooley. And we've just been having a chat about this year's theme for International Women's Day, all about gender bias. And we were thinking actually there is quite a bit of gender bias, isn't there, within the cooking world? There is, yeah,
4: because most sort of uh, top chefs... People will know to be men. They'll recognise names like Gordon Ramsay and Jamie Oliver. But actually, there are some uh, very uh, well-known women chefs as well. But you probably wouldn't recognise their names. They feature quite a lot on um, on TV programmes, mm. cooking programmes like MasterChef and, amongst other things, Best Home Cook and that sort of thing. Um, Monica Galati, Angela Hartnett, Thomasina Myers are all ones that come to mind. But you know, they're not you won't recognize those names as you do the the male chefs, yeah, it's strange, isn't it, because like traditionally,
0: we were just saying working well, like traditionally, people think of cooking as a really female
4: thing, mm. yeah, they do, yeah, so I think in domestic circumstances, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. but it should it, there's no reason for it to be is no, there? No, I suppose it's just no. tradition, um so people think of cooking as a female thing, but then once you get up the chain and the people that have been successful um with, I wonder how many, what the male to female ratio is With like Michelin stars and stuff like yeah, that That would be interesting yeah. to have a look wouldn't it Yeah
4: you could research that
0: couldn't you Yeah So um, hopefully um, you have had a little think about that guys And the names that Miss Kit gave you And you can have a Google and see if you can um, Find out a little bit more about them I think that would be interesting
4: There is actually a really famous food critic as well um, Now I can't remember her name <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Dent. What's her What's her first name? Grace, I think it is. Grace oh, Dent. Oh yes, yeah. Who is? Yeah. Yes, who's, yeah. Who? She's fabulous, and she is very well known. And I think she writes for one of the newspapers mm. as well. Um, yeah, to be um, to be feared by all accounts. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: So I've come down to design and I'm speaking with one of our new members of staff, Miss Pulteney, a bit about some designers and about female um, inspirational designers. And we've been having a chat a little bit about that.
5: Yeah, so... um... Yeah, Miss Pulteney um, specialise in product design and within design, it's quite male orientated. There is a lot of famous male designers and usually within our schemes, we are looking at uh, male designers. But there are a lot of female designers as well out there and it can be also a female subject. And it's not all about, um, you know, cutting wood or making things out of metal, like there's a lot of thought behind it. And it is also very much a female subject. Um, So there's um, Charles and Ray Eames. They are a couple. Ray is the female designer of the two. And she created a lounge chair with her husband as well. And they were a great famous duo um, as well as a female designer within her time. Um, It's one of the most famous female designers there.
0: Is there anything you think of that we could do
5: to try and inspire
0: more women to get involved with design?
5: I think um, within school... I think it's portrayed as like resistant materials where it's quite um, you know it's all about making um, and maybe I think as a female myself using a saw is probably not the most feminine thing but I think it is and there shouldn't be a gender stereotype like I can do it as just as well and I don't think there should be a stereotype behind that Um, so I think it's the way that we open the doors up in schools and be like this is also a female subject for sure it's not just male.
0: Yeah, it's definitely important, isn't it, the way that, because that's how you're going to get people in the industry, isn't it?
5: Yeah, to open that door.
0: Oh, thank you very much for chatting with me. Thank you. So, I am in the head teacher's office. I'm not in trouble, I don't think, am I, Miss Collins? Um, And we've just been having a chat about International Women's Day, and uh, Miss Collins, why do you think it's important that we have International Women's Day?
6: I think that in many countries around the world, women are treated very differently to men and are disadvantaged in many ways. And even though in the West, in Western Europe, for example, in this area, women are treated with more respect in many walks of life. There are still massive disparities between life chances and opportunities for women and for men. So I think it's really important we highlight that both for this country and internationally what do you think about so within terms of teaching and
0: obviously you are at the top of our school and a leader of our school but traditionally I think when I was at school a lot of the heads were actually men and everyone used to think of um the headmaster and this kind of male dominated role do you find that in your when you go and see other heads is it different because you're a woman
6: or do you think people treat you differently because of it I think we're very fortunate in education that there is um, an equal spread of female and male heads, although, probably in secondary schools, there are still more male than female heads. So, I feel that female heads are, teach, are treated with respect and listened to, but I still think that women sometimes have to work even harder than men to get to the top in some professions, and it's important that complete equality exists in the future so that you can be um, a career woman and also a fantastic mother and a fantastic wife without having to make choices between those different goals Um, and that we don't presume that people fit a particular label because they're a woman or a man and because of their career choices and their home choices. I think we need to all treat each other with respect. That's brilliantly put,
0: Miss, because I think um, I—it's a hard one to put into words sometimes. When we think so, this year's theme for uh, International Women's Day is all about gender bias and that, and that gender bias that we have. Because it's interesting you say with secondary, there's probably more men. But then when we think of primary, I um, when I'm thinking about doing doing my teacher training. Um, there's certain it seems like certain subjects you might have more men or women and then we think of primary you don't get necessarily many men that are teaching um, like reception age children or and it is interesting isn't it how with education we are definitely moving forward but I think there is still maybe a little bit of gender bias within certain jobs or certain subjects or certain age groups.
6: I think we have to be really careful to provide a range of role models in every subject area and in every job for young people to make the choice that suits them because you may be gifted in a certain field but you may choose not to pursue it because of the fact that you think that's wrong if you're a woman or that's wrong if you're a man and I think our young people have to be able to be free to move away from those labels because we need to pursue the dreams that we have and be the people that we can be without having any limitations, whether that's a gender limitation, a financial limitation due to, um, due to where we live, our postcode or, or anything else. I think part of the important job of today's educators is removing those barriers for our young people so that everyone can get a chance to achieve their full potential in life.
0: Oh, thank you so much for talking to me
6: about it.
0: So I am in the corridor with Miss Struck and we've just been having a bit of a chat about International Women's Day and about football and women in football. Um, And I think what Miss Struck is involved with with football is really interesting. So I've just asked her to tell you a little bit about it.
3: Hi, so I at the moment... I currently coach the Year 8 football team here for the boys. I also coach for my son's football team outside of school and I'm also involved in the football club at the level of I am a welfare officer so I make sure that um, the players are okay and looked after and are in a safe environment. I also play for myself um, outside of school um, in my own free time in a women's team. Um, on a Monday night, and we've entered relevant tournaments. Um, not particularly successful, um, however, it is very much about the fitness and enjoying ourselves and just playing football. And why is it important that women do get the chance to play football? Um, for me, especially so, because when I was at school, which is quite a few years ago now, um, they were very limited opportunities. So I did play when I was aged sort of 14 for the school but we didn't do it as a regular PE activity um, in fact we tried it and most of the girls messed around and then we had to go back to Rhythmic Gym which I hated <laughs> um, I've always really really enjoyed football and it's good for my fitness and I'm never going to be an absolute outstanding superstar but at the age of I don't know, say, nearly 42 being able to keep fit and active and involved in something that let's face it is a huge million pound industry in this country it's really important
0: what could people do that are listening to this to try and support women's football
3: a bit more? Go and watch the games, buy the tickets, um, get involved as well in coaching. There's lots of money available for girls' teams and anything to do with the FA. They are super happy to get females involved. But also just give people like female assistant referees the opportunity to do well without sort of saying, oh, yeah, she's a woman and she's yeah, not very good. It shouldn't good be a big deal, no, should it? it shouldn't. If they're good at the job, they're good at the job, and that should be what matters.
0: Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much for talking to us about that. welcome. So I've come down to music, and I've been having a chat with Miss Dickinson about International Women's Day um, and why it's important. And we've been thinking about different female artists um, through time that have been inspirational women and have really represented women. It made me think of uh, women like Diana Ross... And uh, Tina Turner, Cher, and I think like going back, there was times on there when they would think like women being on tour and representing themselves and working for themselves wasn't really the done thing because I think people thought, well, once you have a family, you'd have to just give it up maybe to mm. to pursue a career. I don't, it's a strange one, isn't it? So uh, we've been thinking about some inspirational women. Yeah, uh, Madonna was one that we were talking about, wasn't it? And then we've just been having a chat about Lady Gaga. Um, and I think Miss Dickinson's found out a little bit of information about why we think Lady Gaga is an inspirational woman, woman.
7: Yeah, well, I think everybody's heard of Lady Gaga, haven't they, across yeah. all the generations. Um, I mean, she's, an American singer, songwriter, and I would say performance artist, um, we all know her because of her flamboyant costumes, uh, and her music versatility, don't we? Um, but I think more than her music talent, because she's incredibly talented um, as a singer, songwriter and a musician, uh, we also know her because she challenges society's views of women, doesn't she? Yeah, definitely. She's icon. Um, Absolutely. I mean, some of those flamboyant costumes that she wears aren't just um, for performance purposes, but they're to inspire people to talk about things, aren't they, as well? Yeah, she makes some statements. Yeah, she <laughs> definitely makes some statements. I think she ch- challenges um, some gender orientated questions as well from the press. So she does. She's you know, yeah, she's well, a strong woman, some, isn't she?
0: I've seen some clips of her where she'll say like, "Well, would you ask a man that?" Yeah, and she just asks them out, right, which actually you could cause for. For her position, you could have—you need the press on side, don't you? So to challenge what the press are asking you, actually, is quite brave, I think, if Absolutely. you're in that kind
7: of field. What a fantastic role model. Um, yeah, and she uses that position to raise awareness as well with the press about all sorts of things, inequalities and um, about sexual orientation. And she's strong enough to stand mm. up to them, isn't she? So she's what, a, what an icon.
0: What an icon indeed. Mm. Thank you for that. I think that's, that's really okay. interesting. Thank you. Thank you. So I am down in Miss Hartley's office and um, I just wanted to know Miss Hartley, why do you think it's important
8: that we celebrate International Women's Day? So um, I was giving it some thought and I think for me, International Women's Day, it, the key to that title is the word international because um, not every female around the world experiences the same equality, rights, privileges, lifestyle as women do um, in Europe or locally and for me that's the international part is really important yeah. and that's how I've been um, thinking about it and, and I was reading an article which said that for International Women's Day to be truly successful in 20 years time we wouldn't need an International Women's Day because there would, would be no need to address those international issues so I, I find that kind of thought quite interesting and, and can lead to lots of argument and discussion.
0: Yeah I think Even though, like, it's a comparison, isn't it? So we're saying, like, obviously in this part of the world we're quite lucky in the Western world. There obviously still is inequality and and things like the pay gap are still there even though um, we hope that that's getting shorter and shorter. Um, But, yeah, in certain parts of the world women are
8: really limited, aren't Uh they? I think, for me, I volunteer um, with the NHS on the delivery suite, Um, so... My perception of women is, is through is through power and strength and, and through the strength of the female body. So I do um, eight overnight shifts a year on the Royal um, Delivery Suite. So it's been really powerful recently because obviously partners have not been allowed into the Delivery Suite because of um, COVID restrictions. So the NHS staff and the NHS volunteers that are there to support the women... Um, at a time when physically, emotionally, mentally, socially they're going through massive change and to actually see the power that is explicitly female in (laughs) growing, delivering and feeding a a newborn is is quite a privilege.
0: Oh, I bet that's an amazing experience. Thank you for
6: sharing that with us, Miss Hartley. This is a short poem by Nikita Gill called Dragon's Breath. It really symbolises International Women's Day to me. Girls like you were born to tame dragons, to fight wars, to lead armies. Girls like you were created to swallow darkness, to quell monsters, to destroy obscurity. Girls like you were given life to bring tempests, to hail gazes unto their enemies. Don't let a king or a prince or a fairy tale tell you you are smaller than that or who you are meant to be.